Thanks to LinkedIn for supporting Industry Focus. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for, so you can hire the right person fast. Find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs and get $50 off your first job post at linkedin.com slash full. Welcome to Industry Focus, a show that dives into a different sector of the stock market every single day. Today is Wednesday, November the 13th, and we're talking healthcare. I'm your host, Shannon Jones, and I am joined via Skype by Fool.com's health and tech specialist, Brian Feroldi. Brian, how's it going? Hey, Shannon. Uh, we are in the throes of earnings season, although it is coming to a close. This is one of my uh, f- favorite times of year. I just love getting the nonstop information. And it was awesome to see you in uh, in person last week. I really enjoyed my trip down to the Fool. Yeah, always good to have you here at the Fool, and especially in the midst of earnings season. Yeah, you're right. Earnings season, to me, it's just you've got so many shocks, surprises, disappointments. It really kind of takes you through the entire loop Um, of all of your emotions within a few short weeks. So I'm excited for today's show because we're going to be talking about three notable healthcare companies that recently posted some blowout earnings results. Well, we've covered all three on the show before. And of course, at the end, we're going to reveal basically which one is our top pick. So let's kick things off here, Brian. Um, Let's do the first earnings report coming from Gardent Health. That's ticker symbol GH. This is a company whose mission statement is a simple yet very profound one, Brian. It's very simply conquering cancer with data. What in the world does that actually mean, though? Yeah, this is a fascinating company that came public less than a year ago and has just been on fire for investors. So Garden Health is a leading provider of liquid biopsies. So the company's technology is able to detect um, cancer from a simple blood draw uh, instead of a, the traditional way to diagnose um, type of can- uh, types of uh, tumors cancer is with a, uh, a sample. So you have to go in and actually get a biopsy uh, of the tumor. Uh, by contrast, Garden enables clinicians to diagnose cancer um, from just a simple blood draw which has so many benefits. Um, the big one for patients is it's way less invasive. Uh, some, some cancers actually have to set a patient under anesthesia to get it uh, diagnosed, which is uh, just a huge um, pain, pain for them. Um, and it is also very expensive. Uh, Garden's technology can um, diagnose lung cancer for about $3,500, $4,000, something like, like that. By contrast, a traditional lung biopsy costs about $14,000. So not only is it better on the patient, but it's also much less costly. So this technology is groundbreaking. Yeah, in more ways than one. And it's also safer. So for a lot of these solid tumors, when you have to go in and do a biopsy, there is a chance that you disturb the tumor and cells can then escape and go throughout the body and cause cancer in other places that it didn't originally start. Um, So having the ability to do these liquid biopsies really is innovative. But at the heart of it is really the fact that we're talking about precision medicine, um, with a company like Gardent, and there are many others that are now coming in this space, it's about getting the right treatment to the right patient. And really, where I think you're starting to see Gardent is really focusing on how can we do that sooner and earlier in the process for cancer patients. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that in a second. But, I mean, cancer in and of itself, second leading cause of death around the globe. And by 2030, 
researchers are expecting 21 million new cases every single year. So the market opportunity for a company like Garden is huge. And it's no wonder why the stock has taken off. I was just looking year to date. This stock is up 98%, uh, which is pretty astounding. Up 8% just off of Q3 earnings. What did we see for their Q3, Brian? Yeah, Garden just knocked the cover off the ball in the third quarter. So revenue growth has been very high since this company came public, and the third quarter was no exception. We saw revenue growth of 181%. That landed the company at about $61 million in total revenue, way ahead of Wall Street's estimate. Um, and if you look, um, double-click on those results a little bit, you saw that the number of tests completed uh, just about doubled, but revenue grew by 181% because it's actually – or charging more for each test. So you have the number of tests doubling and uh, revenue per test going up. That just creates magic on the top line. Um, and trickling down a little bit more, we saw gross margin just exp- uh, expand greatly from the uh, the sales leverage. So gross margin was up 1,400 basis points. It's now touching 70%. Uh, operating expenses are, are growing quickly, but they only grew 67%. That's much slower than, uh, than revenue growth. So the net result was that the net loss came in at $13 million, or about 14 cents per share. That is far below the 37 cent loss that analysts were expecting. And this company, that $13 million is is almost a rounding ever. This company has $825 million in cash. And the strong results allowed the company to raise its guidance for the full year again. So they now expect 202 to 207 million in revenue. Uh, Previously, they were guiding for 180 to 190 million. So that's a nice boost. And that does represent 126% uh, revenue growth for the full year. So the the report was just excellent. You know, I think it's amazing to me to see numbers like that posted by a company whose bread and butter is really centered around this Garden 360 test. Um, One of the more surprising things, Brian, is that this test isn't actually FDA approved, right? At least not yeah, yet. Yeah, that's cor- that, that, that's correct. And they actually are pending FDA approval. But insurers and uh, pharmaceutical companies have been clamoring to get uh, to get this thing um, because of the benefits that we talked about above, namely the the extreme cost savings that that come with it, as well as the convenience for um, for patients. And as you mentioned, uh, it really enables clinicians to get a view of the of the DNA of a tumor, and that can really help to guide their treatment process. So this is a this is a device that is just a win for the healthcare system all around. And it's no surprise to see that demand is just incredibly high. And you can only expect demand to go even higher once they do secure that FDA approval. So far, Garden 360 has been ordered more than 100,000 times by more than 6,000 oncologists. And, you know, it's not just the physicians and the oncologists. It's also biopharmaceutical companies who are looking to expedite clinical development. Um, Garden partnered with more than 50 biopharmaceutical companies uh, that have actually ordered 360 and even their Omni test as well. I think what's really remarkable, um, you mentioned, of course, you've got the insurers that are now coming on board. You've got biopharmaceutical companies. You've got physicians. They're expanding their, their capabilities, expanding their test, really trying to drive some of the screening diagnostic tools and even the prevention much earlier in the timeline. They've got a, a Lunar 2 test. And what's really exciting to me about this is that you're trying to pinpoint um, and go after those that are asymptomatic, those that are at extremely high risk of getting cancer 
and be able to really drive early detection. So they've got a lunar test. It's a huge market. You're talking about $35 billion market opportunity for this company. Of that, $18 billion goes to that early prevention, early detection segment. And that's really where they're going with Lunar 2. So there's a lot to like with this company. And when I see them posting, you know, triple-digit revenue growth, I get excited. But the, the growth runway ahead is so long and so wide for a company like this. Yeah, it, re- it really is. And, and, and to your point, they're really focused on patients that are clearly sim- symptomatic right now. The huge opportunity for liquid biopsies is really just used screening amongst the general population. And as we've talked about on the show many times, the earlier you can detect and diagnose cancer, the, the chances of treating it successfully just go up massively. So that is the real potential of, of Garden and the other companies that are in the liquid biopsy space. Right now, Garden is definitely the leader and it's growing uh, very nicely, but if liquid biopsies do what we hope that they can do, the 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 growth runway for Garden and and all the other companies is just huge. I mean, we're talking about a hundred billion dollars in revenue potential if they if they can expand as they want to. So the sky is the limit for this company. Truly, sky is the limit, and a lot to watch in this space. Of course, you've got Grail, the Silicon Valley startup, and spinoff from gene sequencing giant Illumina, and you've also got Exact Sciences who's also just secured a breakthrough device designation for the from the FDA for uh, blood-based liver cancer detection. So just a lot to like in the space. Um, Garden Health, as you mentioned, the clear leader. But let's switch gears. Let's talk about some more notable earnings, this time turning our attention to the diabetes space. And specifically, we're going to be looking at Dexcom, and that is ticker symbol DXCM. Stock is up nearly 34% off of earnings. Brian, we've talked about Dexcom before, um, but when it comes to, I guess, their specialty, which is uh, CGM, continuous glucose monitoring, what exactly does that mean and why is it so important? Yeah, Dexcom is has been the leader in the continuous glucose monitoring space for uh, for more than a decade around. So um, when somebody has diabetes, they lose the ability to regulate their blood sugar levels. Uh, historically, the way that people check their blood sugar levels is with a, a finger prick, and they put that uh, their blood up to a meter, and that gives them a point in time reading. Uh, the trouble is, your blood sugar is always changing, and with people with diabetes, it can swing wildly based on a huge number of factors. So those point in time readings uh, don't really give a good, uh, make it hard for somebody to to control their blood sugar because they just know where they are, but they don't know where they're heading or where they're coming from. So CGM technology allows people to track their blood sugar levels in real time. And Dexcom has been the leader in the space uh, for, for, for more than a decade now. And this company's growth has just been astronomical as more people with diabetes um, uh, ditch their their meter in favor of a continuous glucose monitor. Uh, And last quarter, we saw it was just a phenomenal quarter all around. So Dexcom's revenue grew almost 50% to $396 million. That was way higher than Wall Street's estimate is about $345 million. The huge sales leverage allowed uh, operating margin to expand, and this company actually produced net income of about $60 million. Uh, Wall Street was looking for a number of about 15 to $20 million, so way higher on the top line and the bottom line. Uh, the strength caused a, uh, management to raise guidance. They're now expecting about $1.44 billion in revenue for the year. That represents top line growth of about 40%, also way higher than estimates. The stock took off after the, the company reported this earnings, and the numbers just make it clear why. 
Yes, yes. A phenomenal quarter for them. And I think you've kind of seen, Brian, some, I want to say, skepticism that the company can really keep up this type of revenue growth, 40% plus over the long term, because you do have competitors in the space. This is a crowded space, and they're all kind of going after the same thing. Um, Of course, the G6 has really been um, what everybody has been watching, but they've also got a G7 model coming online, potentially in late 2020, early 2021. But when you think about the competition, do you at all get concerned about them being able to sustain top-line growth to this level? Yeah, I think that was a major concern. Um, a, a little more than a year, ago, uh, a year ago, Abbott Laboratories uh, launched a competing product that was going to be much cheaper than Dexcom's. It wasn't as um, it wasn't as clinic it wasn't clinically superior. It did have some drawbacks when compared to Dexcom's system, but it was much lower price, and that caused a lot of people to worry that Dexcom's margins were going to take a hit and that its demand was just going to dry up. Um, we've seen. Exactly the opposite. Dexcom's revenue growth has been extremely strong and has actually um, been uh, accelerating. And Dexcom likes to say that their technology is superior um, to to the, the, the competition, and they've been proving that for kind of years. So they've really helped to squash those those fears. And the shares are at an all time high today, especially in response to this earnings report. And you have to give management really credit here for executing so well. And I, I think at this point, you can safe to say that. The market for diabetes products is so huge that it's not a winner-take-all market. It can easily support multiple players, and Dexcom has proven so far that it can maintain its leadership position even as the market gets more competitive. Yeah, totally agree there. And on the other side of the break, we've got one more company to dive into earnings for. But first, a quick word from our friends at LinkedIn. Urgency can be your enemy when it comes to finding candidates that are truly meant for your business. That's why LinkedIn is the best place to post your job. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of the qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. Visit linkedin.com slash full to get $50 off your first job post. Again, that's linkedin.com slash full. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's keep it going in the diabetes space, this time looking at Insulet. That is ticker symbol P-O-D-D and how they fared with their most recent earnings Brian, last time we chatted, when you when you were here at Full HQ, we were talking about some of the top-performing medtech stocks of the year so far. Um, we talked about Qterra. We talked about Nevro. But Insulet is right up there as well, up 123% on the year. Brian, this is a company you've got some uh, former ties to as well, right? Yeah, so uh, I I was fortunate enough to join Insulet uh, when it was still basically in the startup space uh, in 2004, and I and I spent about uh, 10 years there before uh, coming to the Fool. And when I joined, the company was again still in the startup phase. So uh, it's fantastic. It's just so heartwarming for me to see that this company has now grown to the point where it's a 10 billion dollar uh, company. And we saw that their stock price just went jumped very high, and I think they're at an all-time high right now uh, in response to their great third-quarter results. So um, but before we get into that, let's quickly talk about what they do. So Insulet focuses on the insulin pump market for people with diabetes. So Dexcom is on the tracking your blood sugar side. Uh, Insulet is on the, well, if your blood sugar's out of range, what do you do about it? Insulet makes a tubeless insulin pump that is programmable by a remote control 
and it constantly puts uh, uh, insulin into the patient's body uh, to help them to keep their blood sugar in an acceptable range. And when they eat, they can use a remote control to program their their pump, which is just a small little device that's worn directly on the body to give them a bolus of insulin to cover their their meal. So uh, insulin, the, the, the insulin pump market is actually also very competitive. There's companies like Medtronic um, and Tandem Diabetes that have been uh, in the space for a long time. But insulin's unique in that it's the only insulin pump that is completely wireless. So it's a very attractive option for people that have, say, small kids or that have uh, active lifestyle or want to go swimming a lot. Uh, so that's like really insulin's core market. And they've been steadily taking market share uh, since the device was launched um, about 10 years ago. And last quarter, we saw uh, revenue growth of uh, 20 So revenue came in at $192 million. That beat the top line by about uh, $12 million, and it came in way ahead of their their guidance estimate. Um, Their growth was both in the U.S. and international, um, which is great to see. Uh, We saw their earnings, and this company has finally become profitable after about – uh, almost 20 years later, uh, we saw earnings of nine nine cents per share versus three cents estimate, and we saw them raise their guidance. So they now expect full year guidance of about 722 to 730 million. That's good for about 28 uh, percent top line growth. So that beat on the uh, the top line. So another just fantastic earnings report from top to bottom. Yeah, another beat and raise. And Brian, this is more than just a company that's focused on the diabetes market, right? I mean, they're aiming to be really a a device of choice for automated injectable drug delivery, even beyond the the diabetes space with their Omnipod system. One example that um, I think back on is with Amgen and their Nulasta treatment, which Nulasta is basically a way, it's a drug to stimulate white blood cell production for cancers who for cancer patients who are taking chemotherapy. But I mean, for them, of course, they're known for the diabetes space, but they've got some optionality in really trying to carve out a name for themselves and really modernize how how drugs get delivered. Yeah, that's that's that is the promise of technology. I mean, the the the, the delivery demands of diabetes are higher than almost any other type of drug that you can deliver because of the variability and the time spans that need to be going on through the day. Other delivering drugs for other diseases is actually fairly uh, fairly straightforward and simple process uh, by comparison. So they have invested and worked with other companies to get their device to be used in other types of. Um, other types of drug markets. Uh, last quarter, we did see that revenue actually declined 20% um, from those other opportunities, but that's not all that concerning because revenue from that can wax and wane uh, based on a number of factors. But there is definitely embedded optionality in this company to grow that number significantly over time. Uh, but for, for the time being, it, that's going to take time before it ramps up. So this company is still primarily focused on uh, diabetes. And the good news there is they've, they've come along. Way, but they're still only about 5% penetrated uh, into their core markets within the U.S. If you zoom out to include worldwide, it's, it's about 1% of their target market, and that is just the type 1 diabetes market. Uh, there's two main types of type diabetes. Type 1, which is only about 5 to 10% of people with diabetes. The big opportunity for this company is to treat people with type 2 diabetes, which is a market size that's 10 times bigger. They are starting to penetrate that market, but that is an opportunity that is just will take decades to, to fulfill. So that is the promise of, of Insulet, is that they are still 
only penetrated a tiny portion of their market. Yes, yet another long-term growth opportunity. Um, so with that, we've covered three companies, Brian. Of the three, which one is your favorite, and maybe which one do you think kind of won earnings so far this season? Well, if I had to pick a winner for the earnings season, I, I would have to go with Dexcom. I mean, you're talking about 49% revenue growth, just blowing past estimates, and they are just making it dead clear that the competition is not slowing them down at all, and the market opportunity is so large that it can easily support multiple players. And it also just you know, makes me happy to see that this company is now producing uh, net income, whereas it was losing money for, for years. So from a pure who won third quarter earnings, I'm going to go with uh, Dexcom. But if you look at the, in terms of which company is my favorite, say, going forward, uh, one thing I do like to do before I make those kind of calls is to check on valuations. So Garden is trading for about 30 ticks, 36 times trailing sales, not yet profitable, uh, but it is growing the fastest of these three. Dexcom is about 14 times sales and 117 times next year's earnings. Uh, Insulate's about 15 times sales and 233 times next year's earnings. Those sky-high P.E. ratios don't concern me because these companies are just now crossing over into the point where they're producing net income, so their margins are much lower than they would be ultimately. But um, I'm going to have to go with, if, if, when picking between those three, I think I'm going to go with Garden Health. Uh, even though their stock is priced the most uh, aggressively at 30 ticks times sales, um, triple-digit revenue growth makes very expensive valuations become very cheap in not that long of a time. And I just think the company's runway for long-term growth is enormous. How about you, Shannon? So true. I mean, I think Garden Health, far and away, the the better of the three. You mentioned the large market opportunity. Um, and they're really only just starting to scratch the surface. Um, but because we always agree, Brian, I'm actually going to do something a little bit different. Um, I, of course, I love Garden Health. I think that's great, um, but I'm actually going to go with Insulet on this one. I don't think they had, you know, the the best quarter, but like I said, I like the optionality if they can learn how to execute well moving forward, um, especially when it comes just to managing chronic diseases. Overall, long term, now you're starting to talk about increased patient compliance, increased patient health outcomes. I think there's more to this company than meets the eye. And of course, you know, as we're long-term investors, it takes more than one quarter um, to give a yay or nay for either a long option or even a short option for that matter. But for me, I like where Insulate is positioned, um, and I do like to see them hopefully positioned into a drug delivery platform. Again, I love that they're executing on diabetes, but I do think the long-term opportunity here is pretty impressive for Insulet. Yeah, I, can't, I, can't, I can't blame you there. I think all three of these companies deserve a spot on any medtech investor's radar for sure. Absolutely. And so that'll do it for this week's industry-focused healthcare show. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. This show is being mixed by Austin Morgan. For Brian Feroldi, I'm Shannon Jones. Thanks for listening and full on.